0: Thank you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Everybody say, we love you kids. Bless you kids. And leaders, it's beautiful. What a wonderful day. What a beautiful name we, Jesus is, amen. What a beautiful, beautiful king. Well, we'll start the teaching. Everyone have your teaching? Hold up. If you need a teaching handout, raise your hand. If you need a teaching handout, uh, Robert will walk around and pass them out if you need one. Raise them nice and rice and high. And let's bring up the house lights if we can. I know they take a while to turn on just so people can see. Brother Terry, thank you for grabbing those lights for everybody. Everybody say, Pioneer like you mean it, pioneer. Pioneer. Well, for good measure, because it's holy, holy, holy. Let's say it one more time for three times. Pioneer. Pioneer. We believe we are in a pioneering season. Amen. It's a new season to take new territory with Jesus. How many are ready to conquer the giants in the land? How many are excited to see the walls that you've been walking around for six days, but it's about to be the seventh day, and those walls are coming down? It's time to see the promise. It's time to see the Father's house full. It's it's time to see sons and daughters walking in confidence and courage. Amen? How many would want that for your own children or your spiritual children or your friends, your family? But to pioneer is risky. But you know what the Lord showed me a few years ago? Playing it safe is more dangerous than we could calculate. Yes, that's a play on words. Write it down. Think about it. Playing it safe is more dangerous than we might calculate. How many know that the goal of the kingdom of God, the goal of your salvation is not to arrive at the gates of heaven safely, soundly? It's to partner with Jesus in the first John chapter three, verse eight, vocation, to partner with him in seeing the works of darkness destroyed in and through our obedience to Jesus. Amen. To see people experience the freedom and the fullness that comes through the gospel. You and I are made to pioneer. Say that with me. We are made to pioneer, to take new ground, to grow and confidence and courage and clarity on the path that the Lord has for us. I am actually literally a pioneer. I graduated from mid american Nazarene University. Our mascot is a pioneer. And I remember that word, obviously it's my alma mater and I'm thankful I am a pioneer. But I remember probably five, six, seven years ago, I was praying with pastors and leaders at Santa Maria Foursquare. Shout out to Pastor Tim and his crew over there. We love I would love Santa Maria Ford Square Church. We were praying and this gentleman prayed and he had a prophetic word and didn't know I didn't know him from Adam, but he just prayed, he asked the Holy Spirit for a prayer for me, and he said, I see that you're a pioneer. I said, Yes, I am. <laughs> and he said, I see you with like a machete. You know, come cities say machete, you know what I'm saying? Those big knives for the jungle, and you're forging a path that maybe no one has walked before. I remember as this man, this beautiful man, was praying that for me, faith began to arise. And I thought, yes, I am a pioneer. So, everyone, get your Holy Spirit machetes. It's time to pioneer. He's calling us out, church. He's calling us higher, church. He's calling us to take risks of faith and obedience, church. How many want in on the mess? Of costly obedience to Jesus. What a joy. What a joy. And so we've got to go to the original pioneer. Jesus is the, ori- he's the original, original pioneer. I'm very aware. Hebrews 12 2. But Abraham. Um, I was praying this week. I'm like, Lord, what, where are we at as a church? And we've got some big things to announce and unfold over these next few weeks and months. And, and the Lord reminded me of this this word that I've actually never shared in public. I've just shared to to friends and my my family, my dad. I know I've sent this to him a couple times. But the pioneering spirit. And there are principles and lessons through the life of Abram. Abraham, as his name would be changed about halfway through the journey, that I think are really, really applicable for us. So if you have your Bibles, really the territory, there's no way in 25 minutes I can preach Genesis 12 through 22. So if you have your notes, you see in the parentheses after every point or thought, there is the passage that it comes from. So please, this week, with a small group, with a friend, a brother or sister or your family, read those passages together. So the pioneering spirit... Living in the fullness of God's dream and destiny for our lives. Now, here, I have to say something at the very beginning here. When you hear words like pioneer, and then you think about your life, (laughs) do not roll your spiritual eyes. As I was praying and walking yesterday in preparation, I thought of all the stay at home moms hearing a pastor say, we're pioneers. And I saw all the stay-at-home moms go, yeah, right, bro. <laughs> Come on, laugh a little bit. I was, pioneer, take ground, yeah. Okay, Pastor Chad. I got diapers to change tomorrow. I've got lunches to make. I got, or all the da- Or the stay-at-home dads, for that matter. Or all the all the, the moms or dads in the workplace who just are just grinding and grueling, chum- just, you know, living for the nine to five. Thank you, Pastor Pioneer. Yeah, and you roll your spiritual eyes, yeah right, pioneer. I just gotta do my job, make it to re- retirement and to sale. Come on, somebody, am I talking to anybody in the house? When you when you hear the word pioneer, you're like, Bro, <laughs> you're dumb. I'm just trying to make it. How many are just trying to make it? Raise your hand if you ever find yourself just trying to make it. <laughs> Anybody else want to be honest? You're just trying to make it. You got bags under your eyes to prove it, and scars on your knees from all the tripping. Be that as it may, you're still called to pioneer. Even if the adventure That you're called, or the quest you're called to run in is to raise your sons or daughters to be kingdom of God citizens, disciples who are wholehearted to love Jesus. You're a pioneer. Even if it is to punch the clock nine to five, you're a pioneer in that workplace to make a difference for God, to show and share Jesus through your words, your attitudes, and your actions. You say, I don't have much, I'm retired, my prime is past. No, you're a pioneer to offer, like the poor widow in Mark chapter 12, your last two leptas. That's not even a rabbinical offering that's acceptable, but to Jesus, it was more than all the rich people put in the treasury. So you may say, pioneer, and you roll your eyes at me. No, but you and I are called to please God through our yes, through our faith. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 and verse 6. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So even if it's a habit, you say a pioneer really will pioneer a new habit. Throw off the sins and struggles, Hebrews 12, 2, that are hampering your faith, that are squelching your spirit. The point is, God is calling his church up and out to conquer the world within and the world without through obedience and faith. Thank you for those claps and those yes sirs. I'm happy. Trust me, I feel it. I'm the one who wrote this. I mean, I, through the scripture, I've The points, I wrote this, and I'm like, I know what everyone's thinking because everyone's just trying to make it. Can we just talk and be honest for a minute? And I want you to know the fact that you're trying to make it, that desire not to just coast, but to, to make it, that in itself is the seedbed that God wants to plant a pioneering spirit within. You say, I'm just trying to build my business. Well, praise God, be a pioneer and build that thing. Are we tracking here? So this pioneering spirit and point number one, to leave the familiar, to embrace the faith journey, it's always the road less traveled. Amen. So Father, in the name of Jesus, in the time we have left, I pray that you would just, thank you that you see all of our spiritual eyes that are rolled. When pastors say things like, we're called to pioneer. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You meet us in that place of honesty, (laughs) that place of of vulnerability and transparency. But I pray, God, that my friends, that you you would enable your church. We've come through a year of maintaining and trying to survive, but Lord, we're not called just to maintain and survive. We actually are called to be more than conquerors through Jesus Christ. Romans chapter eight, verse 31 through five. And because he was for us is greater than the one who's in the world, first John four, four. And so father, I pray that you would activate and catalyze us to be pioneers in our respective fields, spheres of influences, relationships with our time, treasure and talent. You're calling us to be a people who are full of faith and are faithful with what you've given us. So I'm just asking God, the pioneering spirit over your church, it's time, it is time to switch gears and to get in the flow of your heart for this hour. And we thank you, Lord, that you are the giver of all good gifts. And so this spirit of a pioneer to conquer new ground, to overcome adversity, To do more than just survive, but to thrive in your kingdom by your spirit. Lord, this is the destiny inheritance of all of those who follow the great pioneer Jesus. And so come Holy Spirit, anoint us and empower us for the road ahead. In Jesus name, amen and amen and amen and amen and amen. All right, grab your sheet. We got quick work to do. Cultivating the pioneering spirit. Which is another way of saying just to live and to walk by faith. Everyone say, to be a pioneer is to walk by faith. The righteous live by faith, amen? Romans chapter 1, 16 and 17. We don't live by what we see, what we fix our eyes, Second Corinthians 4, 16 through 8, and on what is unseen, Amen. And so to be a pioneer is to to leave the land of the familiar and that which is just discerned through the, empir- the, the sciences or the touch and it's to join Jesus on a journey knowing that we serve a God, Romans chapter four, verse 17, who calls things that are not as though they were. How many are thankful that God can speak a word into chaos and void and out pops the beauty of creation? So to be a pioneer, we've got to leave the land of the familiar, familiar in any way, your faith, whatever it is, to embrace the journey, which is always the road less traveled. Ships are safe in the harbor, but they are made for the sea. They're safe, in the harbor, but they're not made to anchor in the harbor. Come on, somebody, say amen. Ships are made for the open sea. You and I are not meant to be domesticated sheep that sit in a pen in a church under good teaching and endless services. We are called to to follow Jesus who is the gate and the door and the shepherd. So he's the way in and the way out, but he's also the leader out in the field of the everyday stuff of life. And he wants you and I to discern the ability to follow his voice on whatever path he calls us to tread. And so we see in the, 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 the lesson number one, this might be a multi-week sermon, so just whatever. We've got to leave the road of the familiar to embrace the, the journey of faith. He says this in Genesis chapter 12, verse one. Again, if you just have your smartphones, your Bibles open to all of the references, you'll sa- help save us time. The Lord said to Abram, go from your country, uh, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. It is impossible to pioneer while looking at the same scenario or the same scenery. You may think, "But Chatty, you just said that stay-at-home dads and moms and we can pioneer. How am I supposed to leave? I got a job." I'm saying you—you you cannot pioneer if you continue to view your life through the same lens. It's time for new lenses to see all of life as an opportunity to bring glory to God and advance his kingdom. So you say, I gotta leave the land of the familiar. Well, what if I actually literally can't leave, dude? I've got responsibilities and a job. Well, it's a journey to begin to view things through the lens of faith. And how many know when you, when you view, the, I, I love those, those videos, just YouTube, uh, the new technology to help people who are colorblind I weep. I mean I literally just sob when I watch them. But someone who's never seen color before and now the new technology of glasses and they put on glasses and they they look around and they start seeing color. Now did anything around them change? They got new glasses. And in many ways, you and I, if we stay in the familiar and we just think it's about just being good and getting by instead of conquering with Jesus, walking by faith and viewing things through his lens, you and I need those lenses of a pioneer to see things as God sees them with their potential and with their possibility. Everyone say that with me. With potential and possibility. And so he tells Abram, you've got to leave your country, your people in your father's household to the land I will show you. It is important to understand to begin to cultivate a pioneering spirit. Many of us are in the gate. I think the Kentucky Derby was west yesterday just cuz I read the news, right? Was it? I don't know. I'm not even I, why would I even use that as a reference? I have no clue about horses, but but many of us I think in the kingdom, maybe we've been here for 5 years, 10 years, 20 The gun has been shot, but we're staring in our lane and the gates open. We're waiting for the next word, and the Lord's like, Just go in what you know, and I will show you more when you need to know more. Someone say, Well, come on, someone help me out with a little soul. Let's go. And Abram, I mean, imagine, this is a pagan. He's not a Christian. He doesn't know Yahweh yet. God just scattered all of the languages of the earth in Genesis 11 because they tried to build a civilization without God as their own gods. Wickedness is rampant. And God chooses a man to rebuild and to, to, to rewrite his redemptive storyline through. So it's not like Abram has a long track record with God, but God calls him, To go on the journey I have for you, you've got to leave your country, your people, and your household. And imagine if Abram's like, run that by me again, give me a 10-year plan. There's nothing wrong with 10-year plans for you planners out there, so take a deep breath. But how many know, many times, that ain't the way God operates. He'll give us a seed, and he says, plant it and water it with up-to-date obedience and faith, and let me show you how that thing will grow amen. So question number one, he's calling me to leave the familiar, even if it's just adopting new lenses of faith to see the possibility and the potential of those things in my life through the, the grid and the lens of the God who calls things that are as though that, that are not as though they are, the God who speaks and creates and shapes and forms and fashions. Where am I selling out? Where is my vision dull? or indifferent to the potential and possibility, yes, of my own little life, stay at home, whatever, work, whatever. God, give me a vision, give me a vision of a pioneer to see things through and by faith. Can somebody say amen? Is that, so where am I settling out? Where am I settling or where am I selling out or where have I just stopped looking altogether? And the Lord says, I wanna empower you to go on a journey by faith. You're not meant to live and to walk in the Matthew chapter seven path, the the, the wide gate and the broad road that leads to destruction that many enter through. Come on, somebody. Jesus is not like a, a false preacher. He's not exaggerating the point. He's like, everybody goes through that door. The path of no resistance, no cost, what's good for you, what builds your bottom line, But Jesus is like, I have a path and a road. It's narrow and the door is small, but through it is the expansive life of of my kingdom. And the only way in and through that door is through faith. So he's calling us to leave the familiar, to embrace the faith journey. where am I settling? Where am I selling out? Holy Spirit, where am I not seeing the potential and the purpose and the possibility of those things, even in my life right now? Just stop right there at point one and ask the Lord, write it on a smartphone. Holy Spirit, where am I not seeing through faith if you're calling me to pioneer? Next point, it just all comes from like the life of Abraham. You can, it's so good. Pioneers know that they are not, point number two, the pro, this is such a relief, goodness. They are not the primary actor in God's unfolding, unfolding storyline. Convinced of the promise, they know that they are participants in the quest with God, but that he is the faithful one who will always do his part. Isn't that good news? Because so many of us think that like life revolves around us and it's dependent upon us. What a relief to know that there is another player, there's another part to the equation and it's the bigger player and the bigger part. In fact, many of us don't ever get out of the gate because we think the end is on our shoulders, but the last I teched when John got the revelation of the glorified Jesus, he said, I'm the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. And just leave those points up there, Justin, until I say, just if if they don't have the notes or for the online people, so they can catch up and read. Look at this promise in in verse two and three. Listen to all the I wills. Uh, Count them as I read it, verse two and three. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. When God called Abram, who would become the prototypical pioneer, the one who would point to the ultimate pioneer, the one who Galatians chapter three verse 16, the seed of Christ, abram 's offspring, what we see here is this: that, that when we say yes to the pioneering journey, yes we 're saying yes to faith, we 're saying yes to not just living by what I see, think, or feel, but trusting in god 's promises and provision. But what else we're signing up for is we're going to see the God on the other end of our yes do exceedingly abundantly more than all we could ask or imagine, Ephesians 3.19. We say when I walk by faith and I say yes to pioneering and new possibilities and potential through the eyes of faith of a pioneer, we say yes, we sign up for a front row seat to see God do what only God can do. come on Paul, let's go. I've heard it said so many times, I've read it on Twitter and various streams or whatever, that 95% of what we do, the church, I I didn't say this quote, don't get mad at me, it just came to mind. 95% of what we do could be done without the Holy Spirit, without God. And I say, no way, let's turn that equation on its head. I often say this, why do, we, why do we try to pray so much and pursue God and make time in the presence and the, the worship and the word and the altar? Why do we do that? Well, for a lot of reasons, but principally it's because we want to we say yes to partnering with God and facilitating an environment where the, the impossible becomes possible because the God who raises the dead is in the room. I was five times. I will make you. I will bless you. I will make you. I, so, yes, you've got to leave. So, we're like, well, we've got to walk by faith. It's hard, and it is. It's a battle. It's a journey. It's costly. It's difficult. You don't know the end always from the first few steps or seldom. But on the other end of our yes, and taking those glasses of a pioneer of faith, we are met with the fivefold promise that when we just bring our loaves and fishes, He can feed twenty thousand. Come on, who has ever seen God take your little yes and you realize, well, I am just an I'm a small part in the big storyline of God. He just took my little, but how many know He loves our little offering, our little yes, our little. I counted five. I will, I will, I will, I will, I will, I will. Say it with me. I will, I will, I will, I will, I will, I will. And this this confidence in the God who will do what he said he will do has to undergird every pioneer. Because there's gonna be times when he calls you to step out and you're on that limb, whatever it is, developing a new habit, forging a new business, conquering your current business and shifting into a better attitude and activity, raising your kids to not just be discipled by YouTube, oh, I'm talking to myself, but by Jesus. Okay, I'm just talking, being real. You stop shady business deals or cutting corners, you start living with no shadow or turning because he has no shadow or turning, James chapter one. Whenever you're saying yes to pioneer, there's times when you step on that limb and it feels really, really thin. So every pioneer has to know right here, I love Abram when he's first called. You gotta leave household, family, and your people, but I will, I will, I will, I will, I will. And that confidence in the Lord to fulfill his word, 1 Thessalonians chapter five, 23 and four, the one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. But, but here's, you have to understand the revelation there in 2 Corinthians 1, 19 through 22, it says that every promise is yes and amen through Jesus Christ. But watch this, through him, the amen is spoken by us to his glory. So, we've all heard that. Every promise, it's all yes. Ephesians 1, 3 stuff. Every spiritual blessing is yes and amen. Yeah, but God's looking for agreement, which is what the word amen means. He's looking for someone to pull that promise down through yes and amen. So many, how many know there's so much on the table that he's made available I find myself, man. I, I, yesterday, I tried to leave and, you know, do work. And I, I, my wife will tell you, I promise. I turned around in 20 minutes. I, I try to sit and focus with my computer, or whatever. I just so I just turned both of those into longer walks. And I just found myself praying, Lord. I'm pulling on, Lord. I, I'm pulling on the resources of heaven. I'm, Lord. Let your. I just found myself, and it helps when you're moving, either running or walking. But I just. My prayer these days as your pastor is, Lord, you're calling us into spaces and places. We need the I will. We need the God who will do what he says he will do. And I, Man, most of my prayers, they sound like that. Lord, I just wanna pull on heaven. We need the help and the hope and the healing and the power and the provision that are yes and amen in Jesus, but I don't see it all yet, so we just keep pulling. It's like, it's like, okay, sorry, yeah. It's like Luke 18, Jesus tells this parable about the poor widow and he says, this is a parable I'm telling you so that you'll always pray and never give up. And the only reason the poor widow got justice from the wicked judge, because she didn't stop begging. She didn't stop asking. Just go read it, Luke 18. It's a beautiful, I read it this week in devotions. Beautiful prayer. She, here's what the judge says. The judge is like, I don't fear God. I don't even care about this woman, but she is bugging me. She's wearing me out. She's gonna get justice. What a parable. And that's a wicked judge. What do you think our father does when he sees his kids pull on heaven, pull on the provision, the power, the resources of heaven that's available through his son? Come on, who wants to pull down those realities? That's the invitation we have as sons and daughters of God. But yeah, doesn't it always just come to me? Don't I have everything in Christ? Everything you need comes to you, but what you want, you got to go get. I think that's what Bill Johnson said. Let me say that again, because it's a good quote. I didn't write it. Everything we need comes to us, but what you want, you got to go get. I have all that I need. Amen. So many are going to be in heaven, all that we need, but I want to lead a band of pioneers wherever you're at that say, I know I got what I need, but he's got more. I'm going to pull it down. I want to say yes and amen. Oh man, there's fire today. I'm happy. So for every pioneering endeavor, whatever it is in your workplace and your marriage and your finances and your home and sharing the gospel with your neighbors and starting the connect community group whatever you're going to call it, we are going to call it what undergirds every journey of faith is that on the other end of that faith activity there's a faithful God. Sure. Sure. I'm so glad. Sure. Number 3, believe in the bigness, if that's even a word, of God. Every pioneer, Amen. believe in the bigness of God. Amen. Embrace his dream and destiny. How many believe we serve a big God, a great God? In verse, verse, chapter 15, verse one, after this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield and your very great reward. And he took him outside. I love this. Verse five, look up. Everyone say, look up. Come on, say it again. Look up. Look up at the sky and count the stars. If indeed you can count them. Then he said to him, so shall your offspring be. Abram believed the Lord and he was credited to him as righteousness. Why did God do that? Because I think God wants us to live with that low-level hum, that underlying confidence that we serve the God of the exceedingly abundantly more. How many think that central to the enemy's temptation in the garden of Genesis 3 was for Adam and Eve to doubt the goodness and the greatness or bigness of God's plan? Did God really say, he knows that when you eat of it, you'll be just like him. It was to doubt the goodness and the greatness of God. To build their own world as their own little gods when they were already made in his image. So he's tempting them with something they already possessed. And I believe that, I love. I think to- yeah, Tozer said that what the most important thought about you is the thought you have about God and how many want an upgrade How many need to go outside and look at the stars again? Come on, somebody. You just, we get stuck and life is hard and that sin is tough to kick or that habit or that relationship or that fill in the blank. And we begin to suffer. And I mean that word in a literal sense. We begin to suffer from a low view of God. But the Lord called Abraham, dude, go outside, look at the stars. You need a greater vision of my bigness. Go look at the stars. I love it. And he, as if you can count them. But that's how many kids you're gonna have. That's your offspring. That's your legacy, dude, because you're pioneering a path. I'm calling you to pioneer. And pioneers, and this is why we need pioneers in this house and in every spiritual family in this nation and the nations, because pioneers have a way to put all of us who are stuck in complacency or compromise on notice. Come on, anyone been around somebody whose faith provoked you? Anybody else? Yes and yes. Anyone else where you're just, you're in the room, you're like, gosh, they just believe. I'll never forget Brian Hellstrom, one of my, literally one of my heroes. He leads the Harvest Partners Jesus film, one of the most fruitful evangelistic endeavors on the planet, showing the Jesus story to unreached people. I mean, it's unbelievably fruitful. I remember going to a conference about six, seven years ago in Tulsa. Everyone's praying and fasting. I mean, anytime you just, someone sneezes, you're weeping. It's just that kind of environment, the presence of God. It was so thick. I remember Patty O'Keefe was with with me and my family and several people had, I I don't know how many came from California, but we were there maybe seven or eight years ago. It was a long time ago. I remember coming up to Brian and just you just got like here's Brian you got close you're like oh my goodness I'm by I'm by someone really like Jesus And it was like this both fear of God thing and drew you in thing. You know what I'm saying? We're in the, like, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Like, he's the most loving and most holy, but he draws you in, but his peculiarity and otherness causes you to be in awe. Are you tracking with me? I'm just talking about people who cause you to have a bigger vision of God. And I remember just going by him. We were all, you know, 200 from all over the world, people from all over the world praying and fasting. But getting next to Brian was like, this guy's a pioneer, I want to I know Jesus. Come on, someone ever said that? I want to know Jesus like they know Jesus. So when I talk about pioneer, I'm saying, I'm saying I want all of us to say yes to that calling, to become a Brian for somebody else. When they get near our life, they say, I, I know about Jesus, but I want to know him and walk with him the way they know him and walk with him. And so pioneers either really offend us if we're in the flesh Or they provoke us if we have eyes to see and humble hearts. You pick. You can be offended. That would, what a bummer. And here's what I love. Don't allow other, pioneers don't let other people's vision or version of what they think you're meant to be or do to shrink the God dream and God's heart and promise and vision for your future in him. Come on, somebody say amen to that pioneers cannot afford to let other people's vision or version of what they think you amount to to shrink or diminish the dream or the seed that God has called you to water and to see come forth how many know we're just terrible to each other we're so flippant with our not we of course not we I'm talking about the other church We just squelch each other. We speak the failure instead of the faith. And it's so easy to live in an environment of cynicism and criticism and sarcasm. Last I checked, that's the culture outside of the kingdom. What if we became those who said, your vision, I don't really know how you're going to get there, but I'll believe with you for it. Pioneers don't allow, here's what I'm saying in Genesis 14, right before this passage, the king of Sodom tried to come and to form a treaty. He tried to like derail Abram's path. And so Abram said, dude, I ain't taking a dime from you because you'll be able to say, look, I made Abraham, uh, Abram at this time rich. And Abram said, no, I've got a God who's calling me. I'm not going to let your version or your vision of what you think my life will amount to. There's a God who showed me that who's going to show you. Know, who said, he'll, he's gonna do something great with my life, so I'm not gonna settle with what you think and what you say, I'm going all the way with what God says. And it's inevitable, if you try to live by faith and you say yes to becoming a pioneer, every single great pioneer throughout history has had to brave being told over and over again all the reasons it cannot happen. You'll be told things like be more reasonable, be more responsible, take it easy, settle down, turn it back. Pioneers have to develop a resolve that when all of those accusations, it's whenever those things become crippling, and I've known they can be, feel crippling, it's time to go back outside and look up at the stars again. I know I can. I know we can't do that. We can't be that fruitful. We can't reach that many people. I know I can't be that successful at work for the sake not just of me and my family, but our family, the people of God. I can't, all of those excuses to settle down, to cool off, be more reasonable, responsible. I'm a dad of four. I understand reasonableness and responsibility, but there is a place where those things become an idol or an altar we bow to when we know God has called us to more course be a provider there's things that are just yes they're the wisdom and counsel of God but how many know playing it safe is more dangerous than we could comprehend or calculate every time those excuses of why you couldn't why you shouldn't why you can't it's time to go outside and try to count the stars okay I'm gonna stop there There's a lot more, you know, I can't wait for next week. Just open your heart to the Lord. How many are stirred? Can you just say, "Amen"? the Lord, the the word that's provoking you, you know. I'm stirred, oh my goodness, I'm stirred. I just want us to pause in this moment and just say, Holy Spirit, search me and know me. Take us on a journey. We're just gonna pause for a few seconds here. just, I love this prayer. I've just been thinking of this prayer, you know, Holy Spirit, what's my next step? Just ask him. He will show you. Jesus is a good shepherd. You know his voice. Just ask, Holy Spirit, what's my next step? Am I, am I really called to pioneer? Am I really called to go on a journey with you? Am I really called to walk by faith and not by sight? Am I really called to see potential and possibility through the lens of a pioneer of faith? Am I really called to resist the accusations or all the reasons why I shouldn't or I couldn't or I can't? Am I really called to fill in the blank? And I just want you to pray, Holy Spirit, I pray that your fire would fuel that seed of a pioneer. That seed is in every single believer, by the way, because you're born, First Peter 1, 23, of the seed of God, so I want you to just to pray that right now in your spirit, Holy Spirit, breathe on that seed of the pioneer. I'm more than a conqueror in Jesus. Whatever it is in my family, in my finance, in my friendships, in my workplace, in your world, God, where have I settled? Where have I checked out or just cashed it in? But Lord, you're calling me to re-engage in the quest of faith for the sake of your kingdom and for your name. And just by show of hands, I just, as the Lord, did the Lord show you anything? Raise your hand. If there's something specific, a few of you, you feel like, yes, there's something I I can say yes to help to walk with Jesus and pioneering. So Father, for every hand raised, I pray that you would just energize and empower them. You would come upon your people that we would go outside again and see if we can count the stars. so shall your offspring be. Yeah. How many would say today, Chatty, I'd take an upgrade of my mind and the bigness and greatness of God. Just, just ask him, Lord, I ask. Don prayed it at, at pre-service prayer. Lord, we ask for the mind of Christ. First Corinthians 2.16, that mind that can discern the thoughts of God those things that are hidden from the eye of flesh but that are revealed by the spirit to those who love God and who walk with him. Could you stand on your feet with me? We'll just pick it up again next week but where we left off but. And just, let's just pray. Lord, I I just ask that maybe you've not even said to beginning said yes to beginning the journey with Jesus and i just want to say just say jesus i want to go on that walk with you that pioneering walk just open your heart whether in person or online just say jesus i i hear your voice i mean this guy's crazy up there he's talking about all these verses and stuff and glasses and whatever but I want to know the one he's talking about and so Father in the name of Jesus I ask that you would draw every heart to your son the great pioneer and perfecter of faith. Father I pray that Jesus would be our vision that his saving healing redemptive love would just break into every heart and every mind and every life in this place and those watching online. We would just say yes and receive the invitation to follow you, to love you, to give you our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Say this with me. Say, I am a pioneer. Make it corporate. Say, we are pioneers. Let's do this. Bless you this week. Come on up if you need counsel or prayer. We'll pick it up again next week.